This program is sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. Okay. If everybody would, if you have your Bible with you, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be looking at a passage that's going to be very familiar to you. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses uh, 10 through 17. Uh, you'll, you'll notice this is a, 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 usually a, a, lot, a lot of Bibles have the, the title above it, the armor of God. And, and we, we know this, or we, we, we'll be familiar with this. But I'm going to uh, not really challenge your thinking, but I want you to kind of look at this more within the full context of Ephesians. Uh, there, there's a lot more here, really, for us to learn and to, to understand. Paul wants us to see that's a, a part of God's a full plan. And uh, not, not to say that oh, the way we consider it now is wrong. It's, it is correct. It is right. But I think there's more to it than we sometimes see. So I want us to, to look at this a little closer today. And let's begin by just looking at the Word of God. So I'm going to read through the verses. I may reread a few of these as we get through it. But listen closely as uh, Paul writes here toward the end of Ephesians, Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. We'll go into verse 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, First, let me just say, I want you to know that I think verses 18 to 20, uh, where Paul there is speaking on prayer, I think it belongs in this section, but uh, uh, just for the sake of time and being able to get uh, into this text, I just want to focus in on verses 10 to 17. But I do think verses 18 to 20 belong with this passage. So if you want to later on or read through that yourself and study through that on your own. But let's look at what Paul is saying here. That word he starts off with there in verse 10, finally suggests that Paul is bringing his teaching uh, to a conclusion. Everything he has been talking about in the letter, uh, he he has this one last exhortation before closing out. And his exhortation is simply this. This is his thought here in this passage, and then he develops this particular thought from verses uh, 10 to verse 17. And here's the thought that he wants to develop. Be strong in the Lord. That's it. Verse 10 is drawing on the imagery of warfare, and that's why he goes into the armor. But that's his thought he wants to get across. I want you to be strong in the Lord. Let me tell you, he said, pretty much is saying, what I mean 
by that. And there's a two two more things I want to say by introducing this text. Kind of hit on this a little bit already, but uh, the usual procedure in preaching in this passage or, or teaching in this passage is to make the case that uh, for the specific aspects of each piece of armor that Paul is listing here. And by that I mean sometimes we talk about how the helmet protects the head. And sometimes we talk about how the shield defends against arrows and the darts hurled uh, toward the soldier. Uh, and all of that is fine. I have preached on that in the same way. But uh, I think it can cause us to, to miss the ultimate point. Not that we hit don't hit on that point when we do these lessons that way. I, do, I think we do, but it it, it uh, distracts from the point. Maybe that's a better way. I think what Paul wants us to see is not the Roman armor, not to have this image of a, a Roman soldier wearing all this armor, but our armor that is truth and righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the word of God. He wants us to see that. These aren't just pieces of armor that protects pieces of the body here and there and just the head. No. Uh, look, look at that. I mean, Truth, isn't that something we need for our whole lives? Absolutely. Righteousness, it encompasses everything. Gospel of peace, it should encompass our entire life. Same with faith and salvation and the word of God. He doesn't want us to see each individual piece only pertaining to one aspect of our life or, or our body. It's, to, it's the aspect of the whole body, of, of the whole. The armor is just an illustration. The point is that we just put it on. The second thing I want to suggest is that Paul may be considering the armor as uh, being put on a picture that he has been developing this whole time. Now, again, it's not wrong for us to see see it in, in the way that this is for each individual Christian, that we each individually need to put these things on, because that's true. That is true. We all need to put this on individually. But in Ephesians, in this letter... Paul has been talking about the church as a whole. He, he uses that phrase, the one new man. And in, in that, he's talking about the church as the body, Christ as the head. So you have this picture of the one new body, and the body as a whole is putting on the armor. And, and that's, that's what he's got to be talking about because he's been developing that point this whole time of being united together, being a part of the one new body, the church. And, and that kind of serves also more about in not looking at each piece of armor as each individual piece of the armor. Because if, if Christ is the head, why does Christ need to put on the helmet? <laughs> He's Christ. Um, he has these things already. It's, it's not for Jesus, per se. It's for us the body of Christ. For Even if you want to break it down to the individual congregations like here at North Valley Church of Christ, we as a collective group, as the church, we need to put these things on. And I think it helps us see the picture better and it helps us as the one new spiritual man in doing battle against the unseen spiritual forces which is always going to be striving to take us down. So with that said, Let's begin with our first point that's going to be found in verses 10 to 13, and that is the need to be strong in the Lord. And Paul uses three thoughts, three things to develop this point. He gives an exhortation, he gives the means, and the reason. Here's the exhortation. Be strong in the Lord. That's it. This is the main point. It just means we are to find strength in our relationship with the Lord. We find strength to do battle 
uh, we find strength to stand our ground in our relationship with him. And uh, so don't forget, Paul's using the imagery of war. So imagine if you were on the battlefield in World War II, and you were fighting against the Germans in France, and, and you know that your enemy is strong and that they've won many victories. So there you are, you're in your foxhole, you're all alone. No one is there to help you. No other soldiers. When a soldier knows that they have others with them who all share the same mind of winning the battle, they become a powerful force. But even more so when they know their leader is there with them. George Washington would ride his horse every night through his camp. Do you know why? So his soldiers could see him. And he knew that that would give them strength. I remember as a child, uh, as a child growing up on the farm, me and my three older brothers, we would go out dark uh, as could be at night there in, in Indiana. So we had this farm. We had a barn and shed. It's a big, big, well, not a big farm, but it was to us. But anyway, it was dark, and we're out there playing around the barn, pitch black almost. And together, all with all uh, with all my three older brothers, I was never scared. Never scared. We're playing ninjas, and we're storming through the the, uh, the barn. And I run into the barn, and then they closed the barn door with me inside. And I was all by myself. As soon as that happened, the, the understanding of my surroundings, the understanding that I was alone, oh man, the fear just set in like a like a, a ton of bricks. And so we too, as Christians, draw strength from the Lord. He has put us in his army, and we are not alone. We need to stand strong. We need to be strong in the Lord and understand that he is with us. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And I think this suggests that we rely on him rather than ourselves when we're engaging in the battle. We need to conduct ourselves in a certain way on the battlefield. Again, like the U.S. soldier has to abide by the rules laid out to him by his leaders in order to be successful. Imagine if in a battle all the soldiers did what they wanted to do in order to win. Everyone would be off doing their own thing and you would have a mass division and a great loss. We fight our battles in the strength of his might meaning according to His will, God's will. And we do not rely on ourselves, but upon God. So let's look at that picture of the one new man. I think it would be helpful here. If we are all one man, that means we must take orders from the same source, the head. And those orders must be carried out just right, for, or the one new man will break apart and be ineffective. The one new man does God's will. If any part defies that will, then it is cut off and thrown away. Paul's exhortation here is to be strong in the Lord. He is talking to the whole church in Ephesus. Number two, Paul gives us the means to be strong in the Lord. Found in verse 11. So this is how you do it. This is how one becomes strong in the Lord. We become strong when we put on the full armor of God. I think this works in both ways, both for individuals and for the church as a whole, on the one new man. 
this is a, a it, this this is that panoply that we sing about in the soldiers of Christ arise. That's uh, hymn number six four seven. If you have the the red book, but notice here that we must do something both as individuals and as a church. We put on the armor. God does not do this for us. We choose. We must choose to do it. We choose to individually when we go home throughout the week and study God's word and put our minds on Christ and we pray. We choose to, as a church, when we gather together on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, and for other events, when we come together, study God's Word, sing praises to God, pray to Him. And we'll get more on that later. But listen to what Paul adds here, verse 11. When, when we wear the armor, we will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. This suggests that the devil is the great enemy of the church. And that he is making plans against us. He has schemes. We are not the enemy. People in the world are not the enemy. Only the devil is the true enemy, the evil one. He is the one using things and and people against us. So we are to stand firm against Satan's efforts. Um, This means that in battle, we are to hold our ground, not give way to the attacks of Satan. We are not capable of doing battle with Satan on our own. It is only by putting the armor of God, uh, putting on the armor of God, that we can defeat his schemes. I bet you everybody out there, surely everybody out there, has a story of when they were a child and they got scared when they were going to bed by by themselves. You know, your parents tell you, go go to bed. There's something under the bed, maybe. Or there's, there's something lurking in the closet or in the dark corners, recesses of your of your room. And so you're scared and you don't want to go to bed by yourself. So you go back to mommy and daddy and say, mommy, daddy put me to put me in bed, please. Just go in there with me. Why? Because we have strength with them. I can do all things with them. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I know he's with me. And I can stand firm when I know my Father is with me. He gives me strength. This is the means of being strong in the Lord. Number three, Paul gives the reason. We're still in in verses 10 to 13. We're looking at verses 12 to 13 now. This is the reason we put on the armor. And the reason we need God's armor is, number one, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Since it is really not a human or physical battle, then the usual armor of weapons is not sufficient. Even if you own every nuclear bomb in the world, you cannot touch Satan with that. It won't harm him in any way. We were not literally going out to war like we would here in the here and now, in the, in the earthly, earthly realm. Our war is one that has been going on for quite some time. It is a spiritual war. Just like Jesus said, standing before Pilate, John 18.36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Using the armor and weapons of this world would be absolutely useless. We need something else. We need something better. And God gives it to us. If we only put it on, 
And Paul gives us the enemy's list next. It's against rulers. Spirit beings, maybe angelic, represent the evil angels who rebelled with Satan perhaps. There is a hierarchy among them that's against these rulers, it's against the powers that seems to refer to the forces that Satan sends out to do battle. Against the world forces of this darkness. And this represents the sphere of this army. It is worldwide. We cannot escape it. So we have we had better be prepared. Against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. This seems to represent any spiritual element that may exist in the heavenly places that have wickedness as their purpose. We have a lot to contend with. A lot. Therefore, verse 13, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything, stand firm. Stand firm. We've got not just part of the armor. You need to take up the whole thing. Don't leave yourself open to attack, church. You better prepare. Otherwise, you're going to struggle when it comes to standing firm. And that brings us to point number two, found in verses 14 to 17. The armor needed in order to be strong in the Lord. Stand firm, therefore. Never waver from your post. Even when we achieve a victory in battle, stand firm. For the next battle comes close and we are still at war. We must stand firm until we leave this realm. Just having the armor does not win our battles. We must stand firm. Now note again uh, that it is not the physical armor that is important here, but it is the spiritual armor that Paul gives focus to. And that first piece of armor for the Christian is truth. That is what is opposed to error. It's like what... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's in order to be uh, be able to expose the error. It's like you have a flashlight, you turn it on, and you reveal everything in the room. And, we, and you do that if you know truth. Otherwise, the devil will be able to mislead you. You'll be in the dark. You won't know who's leading you around. You could you have no idea where you're going. Truth is needed to combat all erroneous teachings. So this is a spiritual armor that does not protect the physical but it protects the spiritual. Truth is needed for the individual and the church as a whole. That is the one new man. If you have truth, then you'll recognize error. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's wrong for us to, to know and understand all the, the different uh, error, erroneous teachings that are out there. It's, it's good to, to understand those things. That way you can better uh, explain to people who are in that error to help snatch them out of the fire but the best way to understand and recognize error is to know the truth because if you know truth then you can compare whatever you receive to that to the truth and know what's right and what's wrong so that's the first piece of armor put on truth number two put on uh, armor you need to put on is righteousness this has to do with doing what is right Jesus held fast to righteousness, though he was falsely accused of unrighteousness. And in order to do what is right, you need to know the truth. Although we may die at the hands of our opposers, our righteousness can remain intact if we stand firm in it. 
The third piece of armor, the gospel of peace. This is the good news that we are to that we are at peace with God and everywhere we go we spread this peace to others. And this word preparation in the Greek is only found here in the New Testament. It's the first time we see it, and it means to have readiness of mind when we are going out to battle. So the confidence of our relationship with God helps us to stand firm. And, and, and remember, try to look at these from the perspective of the church as a whole, as, your, as, as the one new man. And that brings us to the fourth piece of armor, faith. The ability to see what is not seen and to know for certain that what God has promised will indeed come true. It is our trust and confidence in God. Satan is shooting these flaming arrows at us to break down our trust in God. These are not only lies that he may promote, but also the difficulties of life he causes in an attempt to get us to turn against God. Our faith in God is what puts these arrows out and helps us to stand firm. And then the fifth piece of of armor, salvation. This is our ultimate salvation in heaven and the confidence that we are saved. And the knowledge of what we will receive when this earthly realm is over. Knowing what we have and will ultimately receive enables us to endure now and to stand firm. Paul said, Romans chapter 8, verse 18, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So you can see how salvation gives us uh, 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 confidence in that strength, that armor strengthening us in battle. <laughs> Satan, it doesn't matter you kill me. I'm not worried. I'm standing firm because I know where I'm going. And you can know you are saved. It's part of the armor. Don't let folks tell you you can't know for certain. That's not true. You can. And lastly, the sixth piece of armor, the word of God. Now, the Greek word for word here in the word of God is not the the typical term we see in Greek, which is logos. That means word in, in Greek. That's what we would probably expect, but it is a Greek word that's rehema, rema, sorry, rema, which it which is literally utterance. It is the utterance of God. And this is the expression of God's will. The will of God coming forth from his mouth releases great power. This is what we are to put on, the full utterances of God, which is the word of God. It, it's the scripture, that's what we have. But it's it's like when you you ask uh, somebody a question. You're, you're, you're seeking to, to gain some of their wisdom or insight. So you ask them the question, and then another person standing nearby begins to answer it for them. Well, what, how do you usually take that? Like, I'm, I'm not asking you. I want to know this person's thoughts. I want it to come from them. I want it to come from the source. I want to know God's thoughts. I want to know what God thinks. And if I want to know these things, I need to get it from the source. And he's given it to me. It's in the Bible. That is the source, the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. Just like other pieces of armor, where we put these things on, we put 
on the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, His utterances. So if we are to put this on, then we need to speak where God speaks. We need to have the heart and the mind of God. Just like, when, when, again, when I was a kid, I knew I was not allowed to take candy from strangers. I knew it because my mom would utter the phrase, don't talk to strangers. I knew her mind. I knew her will. And she wanted me to take on that mindset. So when the enemy came and offered me candy, guess what? I took it. Now whose mind did I have? I had my own. And not that of my mother's. I did not put on the sword of my mother to defend against that stranger. We must act as Jesus would act to all situations. We as Christians must put on the whole armor of God, including his will. This is what we need in order to be strong in the Lord. This text reminds us that we are at war. We won't win every battle. Occasionally, we will be defeated in temptation and give in to sin. But the decision is ours to hold fast. So we gather here. We gather together, I should say, on Sunday mornings to encourage, to edify, and at times convict one another to be strong and to stand firm in the Lord. Send enough to sweep away till shall dawn the better day. Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out, ring it out. Till the sinful world be one for Jehovah's mighty son. Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out. This program was sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ.